Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hey guys, welcome back. This week, I promised that we would talk about receiving and what it means to be a good receiver. So first, I want to ask you if if I was to pose you the question, what does it mean to be an excellent receiver of gifts? What would your answer be? When I asked myself that question a few years ago, I actually had like a big blank staring at me in the face. I was like, I don't even know what that means. Does it mean that I'm able to like accept a present and say thank you and not be like, oh no, you shouldn't have. So I think that's maybe where I started is the, I'm not really sure that presents and gifts are for me. And I actually thought of it a lot of as gifts. Like, could I be a receiver of gifts? Gifts to me are expressions of love from people that care about you, or it's part of a holiday. And for some reason, that's all I could think of. (laughs) It didn't occur to me that, you know, receiving praise, receiving love, receiving money, receiving um, fame, acknowledgement, all of those are things that you can receive and that you could be open to receiving. But I guess I had shut myself off to everything except for like, I guess people could give me a present and that would be okay. And I'm still a little uncomfortable with that. So without going into all the trauma that clearly was around receiving, how did I open it up? (laughs) And first, I guess, recognize that I had a problem with it. I really had a big problem with it. And I recognized that while I had worked on my ability to have friends, I still had some trouble receiving their love, allowing them to come to me. I felt like I always had to give to the relationship and be the first one to call, the first one to write, the one to maintain all the relationships. So that was my first like, aha, wait, I could allow people to come to me. That's receiving. I could receive them instead of always like delivering myself. Interesting. Okay. So that was one thing I worked on. The next was about, um, receiving rest instead of, um, pushing myself all the time. Could I be a receiver of space and time? Could I actually accept that gift or did I have to fill it with stuff to do and things to catch up on and ways to push myself and grow? And that also proved extremely difficult for me. And I went, Oh my God, I really have an obsession with being busy and proving that I'm filling my time in a way that people can admire me for that was really in there. And I went, well, well, why? And I guess that went back to, I just don't really feel appreciated that much. And I went, Oh, appreciation and receiving. This is kind of related to all of my money woes as well. Interesting. I just am having a hard time letting the flow come into me. I want to keep showing that I'm doing stuff and thinking that that's where that love will come from but it wasn't really true. So knowing it and feeling it, two different things. I had a lot to work on there. 
the next one was money. And I was like, oh, it's interesting. So I've talked a lot pretty freely about my finances here where I just had several years where income was at an all-time low. I wasn't really, well, I was pushing myself in my business, but having no idea how to actually make money with it. And I did a lot of exchange work and I did a lot of trade and I wanted the experience of working, but I felt like that was about where I was willing to accept a trade. I could trade your work for my work, but I couldn't actually receive money. And I thought, oh, I'm not a good receiver of money. That's interesting. What do I have around that? Because that wasn't always true in my life. There was a time where I actually was pretty good at making and saving money. So I had to wrap my head around that. Then there is the receiving of, I don't know, clients, flow, time, opportunities. What was I allowing to come into my life or was I feeling like the ones that I got wasn't enough? So I think I started there and I went, all right, where am I thinking that what I already have isn't good enough? And I had to start to unpack all of that. And I cried a lot because I was like, wow, how sad. Like I have so much and yet I still have this feeling inside my heart. Like somehow I failed what I have is cool and everything, but it just doesn't feel enough. And that feels like really heartbreaking. What's up with that? So all of that stuff was around receiving. And I really had no idea until I really, like I said, I spent a whole year on this, really working on what does it mean to be an excellent receiver? So I had to start not at excellent. I was like, well, I have to admit that I'm actually really bad at it. But where have I been good? And that's how I usually start other people on this journey is to go like, okay, you have a lot of evidence of being bad at something, but you also have some evidence somewhere of being good at it. Where is that? And what do you think is going on there? So I realized I'm like, well, I'm really great at receiving opportunities that don't seem to be about me. Like if I'm in the periphery and it's benefiting a lot of other people and I just happen to be along for the ride, I'm actually pretty great at that. <laughs> so... Um, like for instance, the house that we found, I was like, well, okay, I helped find the house. It's an amazing house. I love living here. Like I've received the most amazing dream house of my life. I'm so excited about that. Why was I able to do that, but not have the money to feel like I'm part of the house? And I was like, oh, well, cause I believe everyone else in my life can afford it and they're able to provide for it. And I would like to now be able to afford it also. So I want to work on that. So it's like, okay, so it's not that you can't get something. You just have a lot of expectations around earning. I went, ooh, earning. I think I have to earn everything I receive. Are there people or places out there where I don't think that's true? And how does that change how I show up? Am I capable of doing things like taking actions that do earn me stuff where is that working? And I found that it's usually working where I don't really have a need for it to work. Isn't that weird? <laughs> so the less I need something to work, the more it works. And honestly, I think that's probably true for the bulk of us is that, um, you know, when we don't need things to go well, they seem to be going pretty well. When we desperately need things to go a certain way, that's when like the world starts falling apart and it becomes very tragic. So I started to explore that and I go, okay, what is it about this energy of need and desperation that derails my efforts? What's getting in the way? And I was like, oh, it's actually just that feeling. It's that feeling that I'm not going to have. Oh, there it is. It's the feeling that no matter how hard I work, it's not going to come through. I was like, well, obviously that's the opposite of receiving. 
that's the feeling of closed offness. It's actually putting up a wall, putting up a dam to anything coming in because the feeling is clenching and holding and tight and receiving is like open-handed and open arms and welcoming. And I went, oh, well, where am I not being very welcoming in my life? And these are tough questions to ask because I think I've never perceived myself as an unwelcoming person. Like my self-perception is that I'm pretty open. I like talking to people. I want to hear what's going on with them. But I was like, oh, well, <laughs> is it all a front blaze? Is that just a pretend thing? I was like, no, it's not. But I do have a um, a line where I'm like, well, it's okay for me to be open and receiving of other people's stuff, but it's not, I don't allow myself. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I can't even describe it. I guess I haven't worked through all of that yet. <laughs> but anyway, the question was, where am I not welcoming? And I went, okay, well, I'm not actually terribly welcoming to my own money. Like I kind of put it away. So I took, I took a course on money and my relationship with my money. And I thought it would be such a silly thing, but it actually was so cheerful and joyful. And it really made me question like, wow, this is not how I've felt about my money. So in the course, um, it was working with Honda, a Japanese money guru, I guess. I, I hate using the word guru, but he's known for being wealthy and helping people with their wealth and abundance and specifically with their money flow. And he talked about like looking in your wallet and talking to your money and being like, what does it feel like? Do you enjoy that? What's happening with your money? And I did this exercise and I was like, God, how do I feel about my money? And I was like, well, I feel shamed about it. Like I shouldn't be looking in my wallet and I shouldn't be spending. I was like, oh, well, there's your problem right there is. It's all about shouldn't like, there's a lot of like, don't go there. Don't look at it. And he's like, well, like if you talk to your credit card or your money, like, is it happy? Do you feel happy when you use it? Like, what if it was happy? And I was like, huh, I don't know. So I had conversations with my credit cards. How silly is this? I'll share it with you though. Cause I think you'll, you'll find it fun. <laughs> And I have one that's mine and I have one that's connected with my husband. And I thought in my imagination, I had this conversation and the one that was connected to my husband, like, so he always sees the bill was like, why don't you ever use me on anything fun? All you ever do is buy groceries or gas with me. <laughs> that's what it said. And then it was like my, my card where only I see it was like, I feel like you're hiding all of these things that you want to get. Like you buy stuff that you want, but you hide it here. Like all the fun stuff is hidden because you don't want anyone to be ashamed of you for spending money on it. And I was like, Oh my God, there, there it is. That's where I'm having trouble with money is it's like this shameful thing, or there's a lot of expectation about what's acceptable to spend money on and how much I should be spending. If I spend too much, I should hide it. And I was like, Oh my God, I have a ton of shame around money. So I really worked on that because, um, I don't know, money is for me anyway, now a really great learning tool about how I'm allowing receiving and giving to be moving in my life. Like, where am I withholding? Where am I open to having it come in? How grateful am I? How happy am I? Can I look at my money and smile? Could I like give some extra to somebody? Do I feel safe to do that? So a lot of it I recognized is also around safety. So being able to receive has a great deal to do with being vulnerable and being open and being willing to be seen, which I was not being willing to share from my heart and trust that if I give from my heart, people will give from theirs and I'll get to receive it back and forth. So I've been 
slowly deconstructing that wall. Now I would say it's more like an open net, like things can flow through it. There's still a wall there, but it's not nearly like the uh, six inch thick bulletproof glass that it was that was just preventing anything from moving. And I even went in and deconstructed events of my past where I was like, well, what beliefs do I have that are mine from childhood? What stuff do I think I have that, what do I think my parents thought? And I went through that and I was like, what do I think their parents thought? And what did they maybe inherit? Could that be in me somewhere? And I really worked on deconstructing all of those thoughts as well. And then I forgot about it. This is the remarkable part. So I, I did all of this big work, like really monumental work on receiving as a person, as a friend, as a lover, as a earner of money, all of the things. And then it just became more normal. And my flow has greatly increased. Like there's a lot more love and friendship and time and money, like all of the things. It's just much bigger. And it's like, I didn't notice a friend of mine had to point it out and go like, dear God, did you know six months ago, like you were feeling like you were broken and in debt and all this stuff and look at you now, like, it's just crazy. And I said, oh, wow. And she's like, well, do you remember when you wrote down that big list of beliefs about money that you were just going to blow up in a race? And I was like, oh, I forgot because I erased them. <laughs> so those beliefs don't like resonate with me anymore. They're not really true and they hold no emotional value for me. And because they're not true, they're not really running interference on my life. And she's like, yeah, but did you notice that around when you did that, which was about like a month, two months ago, and particularly then, like all of a sudden, like business picked up and you have all this stuff coming in and you don't have any drama about it. And I went, holy crap, you're absolutely right. And I didn't notice the association, but I'm really glad she pointed it out because I notice it for other people when I'm working with them. So basically what I did for myself is I took myself through the same technique that I take clients through where I go, okay here's a statement. And where do you believe it's a fact in your body? What does it feel like? Where is it? And are there any other ideas in resonance with that that are really true for you right now? And what would it be like if we could just like blow it up and eliminate it and delete it? And I did. And I think I went through, God, like a hundred, a hundred different phrases, beliefs, different angles of feeling like things like my money is important. It's just not important. Money isn't for me. Um, it's hard to earn money. Money should only be used for like really important things. Um, I'm going to hide all my money. Money is shameful, like all of that stuff. And I just started to erase it and things around what I might believe about people who have money is like they're greedy or they're mean or they're holding it back and they're going to use it against you. And I don't want to be like that and all of those things. And as they eliminated and went away, I can say those phrases and be like, yeah, I just, um, that doesn't seem like it bothers me in any way. <laughs> but before when I would say it, I was like, yeah, I can kind of get on board with that. And now that those thoughts are gone, yeah, the lived evidence is that it's so much easier. Like it's easy. It's easy. And I want that for a lot of people. I want everyone to be able to dive into stuff that feels really hard and feels really true and discover freedom from it. And also to just point out, like when you get free of it, it's so life-changing that you are like a completely different person and you have almost no idea that you were not this way even two weeks or three weeks ago <laughs> because the difference is so dramatic. It's like not your lived reality anymore. So that's a freaking miracle. Yay. Yeah. So becoming a good receiver, it has a lot to do with 
how much you're willing to open yourself up. Are you willing to look and see where you are closed off and why that is and how much love can you give it? I wasn't able to open it up by being mean to myself. It wasn't through saying, oh, you shouldn't have those beliefs. It was through going, oh, wow, I have those beliefs. Where, where are they? And do I need them anymore? Are they really serving me? What were they protecting me from? Is that even relevant anymore? And and what would I like it to be? What would I like the truth to be? And what would it be like just for now if I eliminated and erased all that? If that wasn't actually my life story anymore, what possibly could it be instead? And just playing and playing and continuing to go in and going, wow, that got a lot better. I wonder if it could get even better than that. And that's a great thought to you guys is no matter what you uncover and you start to improve when you have a chance to rediscover it and you've seen that it's improved. If you ask yourself like, wow, how could it get even better? Oh my gosh. Like so much opens up because we don't know, but we do know. And that's so much fun for your mind and your heart to go out and like, look for that discovery. Where could it get better? How could it get even better? Ah, I wish you all to be excellent receivers today and every day and get all of your heart's desires. I am going to go fill my heart's desire, enjoy some delicious hot tea and go for a delightful walk, not a stomp this week, a delightful stroll in the sunshine (laughs) where I'm appreciating how much I get to receive. I appreciate the heck out of all of you and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love and I'll see you next time.